Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers. I am so blessed and honored to be in a position to share, you know, tools and tips and tricks that have the potential to heal and to bring you to a place of full sexual embodiment. And one of the tools that I absolutely love and have been using for the better part of a decade are crystal yoni products, including pleasure wands and yoni eggs. And I I was so excited to recently come across a brand called Wands, W-A-A-N-D-S. I met the founder here in Austin and I absolutely loved who she was. I love getting to know the people behind the products that I like to use. And I just loved her mission to really support women and men to explore, celebrate, and honor their sexuality. I felt this transmission of slow, sensual seduction in all of who she was and all that she brought to the world. So I went ahead and gave it a try. I purchased a blue quartz Amarito wand and the Amarito wand is great because it has this like a cool bulby end on it, which is designed for G-spot and cervical stimulation, but can also be used for prostate stimulation. So it's great for men and women and can even be used between partners. So I'm so honored to have built this relationship with her and to be able to offer you guys an amazing discount code. So if you use the code LEOLA, L-E-O-L-A, that will give you 15% off all products. And the website is wands.com, W-A-A-N-D-S.com. And we'll go ahead and link that in the show notes as well for you. So thank you so much for listening. And also you're welcome for the inevitable pleasure and healing and ecstasy that is coming your way with these products. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I am so very excited to be coming to you live on Instagram for a little Q&A. However, this recording will also be going onto the podcast, onto YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere where you are listening to podcasts. So with that being said, I asked my followers and clients this week for some questions that they might have about Tantra, spirituality, sexuality, high vibe relating, if you need advice or a pair of ears and eyes on your growth journey and or relationship, that is what this space is for. So for those that are joining the live, you are welcome to also just pop in a question, ask me anything about these topics. Otherwise, I'm going to go right into questions that were already posed by the community. So the first question that I have is what does high vibe relating mean? I love this question because 
I mean, what does high vibe relating mean? It's something that I speak of a lot and I feel like is kind of an obvious answer, but it's maybe not so obvious. Uh, and I think that it's actually really powerful to, def- to define what is high vibe relating. So to me, a high vibe relationship is one that is growth oriented. Both individuals are really recognizing that this relationship is a space for them to grow and evolve as souls to be the best, the best version of themselves for themselves, for their relationship and for the world. This means both individuals have a high level of accountability and self-respect. Responsibility. They're also interdependent rather than codependent or hyper independent. They are interdependent, meaning they can take care of all of their basic needs and um, emotional needs by themselves. They're not depending on the other person. However, they actively choose to weave their lives together and depend on each other in a very healthy and secure way. In a high vibe relationship, you also have a secure attachment, one that is not avoidant or anxious. And if you're curious to hear more about attachment styles, uh, there is a great book called Attached. Uh, To me, a high vibe relationship is one in which two whole individuals are coming together, right? So for those that are just joining, again, I'm doing a live Q&A. If you have a question about Tantra, high vibe relating, sacred sexuality, spirituality, et cetera. You're welcome to just go ahead and pop those questions into the chat box, but I'm going to continue with the questions that were posed in the uh, Instagram stories. So the next question I have is, can I reach sexual climax or orgasm through meditation alone without genital stimulation? And the answer is yes. What you are referring to is a energetic orgasm. An energetic orgasm basically is when you are experiencing those heightened states of pleasure or orgasmic bliss. However, you're not using the normal mechanisms of your genitals to experience that. And a lot of people experience an energetic orgasm first in their dreams or in their sleep. And this is such a great example because in your dreams, if you've had this experience, it feels so fucking real. And it is, it is real because really what the orgasm is, is in your brain of these sensations going off and your brain doesn't really know the difference between what's actually happening to and in your body and what's something that you might even just be thinking about or experiencing in a dream state. So that's one way and a common way that people first experience energetic orgasm. That's how I first experienced energetic orgasm. However, that's not the only way to experience energetic orgasm. In fact, now I have many more of my energetic orgasms are in a waking state or in a meditative state. And having these energetic orgasms often result from having um, a kundalini awakening or having some mechanism of your energetic channels opening and being available for this life force energy to um, travel from your, your base region up through your energetic body. And this can lead to things like heartgasms and griefgasms and third eyegasms, cosmic orgasms. This is really a, a space where you begin to experience expanded orgasmic states. And I actually have an episode of the podcast 
all about that. Episode 13 is called Expanding Your Orgasmic Potential. And that's a really good one for beginning to expand your orgasmic potential. Um, There are also great meditations and practices using your Kegel muscles, uh, which is, you know, technically activating your genital region, but just by doing that meditation and consciously being in touch with this energy of your Kundalini, you're beginning to exercise the awareness and the muscles to have energetic orgasms happen more often. Uh, Just speaking from personal experience, um, I've had energetic, energetic orgasms by just visiting a sacred place. Um, when I first arrived at my Tantra yoga training, my month long Tantra yoga training in Ecuador, I remember I just laid down on the ground there and went into energetic orgasm. When my fiance and I uh, spent our first night together, we weren't dating yet. We, we weren't sexually physical at all. All we did was just cuddle that night. I was just having energetic orgasms spontaneously. And I really owe that to being dedicated to living a tantric lifestyle because that's really what opened up that availability to me. Okay, next question. For those that are joining now, if you have a question for this live Q&A, feel free to drop it in the chat box. Next question. What does Tantra say about open relating and having sex with many partners? So according to Tantra, there is really no right or wrong in terms of monogamy versus polyamory. It really comes down to intention. And when we're living a tantric lifestyle, the primary intention is to live a lifestyle that is expansive and liberating. So is polyamory open relating the most expansive and liberating for you in this chapter of life, that's down to you to feel into and know for yourself. Uh, you know, as with anything, there can be an expansive or a more limiting intention. So, you know, exploring polyamory could feel expansive and liberating if you're coming at it from the intention of, wow, to be so sexually free and open to explore with many partners feels very liberating and expansive for me. However, you know, we could be choosing polyamory as a way to perpetuate a wounded part of us that is avoiding deep commitment. So when it comes to open relating and Tantra, there's no right or wrong. Uh, Open relating can be totally supportive in living a Tantric lifestyle. However, it's just important to be really self-aware and recognizing where am I coming from when I'm saying this real. Okay. Next question. How do I cultivate a deeper self-pleasure practice rather than just whipping out the vibrator? I love this question. I used to be someone that was like very into vibrators and now I very, very rarely use them. And I want to just start by saying like, I have nothing against vibrators. I think that they're really incredible tools. However, Vibrators tend to create what's known as the peak orgasm. So when you're using a vibrator, you know exactly what works. You're grabbing the tool, you're going in, and you have this orgasm that happens oftentimes relatively quickly, and and it's more localized in your genital area. If you want to have more expanded or full body orgasms, you often need to slow down and incorporate your entire body. So again, I'm not anti-vibrator. It's an amazing tool. 
And consistently and exclusively using a vibrator is like training your pussy to come from a certain type of stimulation. So when you want to have those deeper, more fulfilling orgasms, you kind of have to retrain things a bit. And that does take a bit of patience. So my suggestion is to take a break from the vibrator for three months, try using, you know, other tools like Yoni eggs, crystal wands, or your own hands and be patient and let go of expectations. And I have an amazing affiliate, uh, called wands, W A A N D S wands.com. And if you use code Leola, L-E-O-L-A at wands.com, you'll receive 15% off. So that's a great tool, a great place to start your journey if you're wanting to expand beyond the vibrator track. Okay. So I'm going to continue these questions that were previously posed. I see some questions coming in from you guys as well, and I will return to those in a little bit. I'm going to keep running through some of these ones that I already have. Okay. Um, next question. What is the best way to find sex as a virgin? All right. So I love this question. And I'm also really curious about the come from and like, what is your intention for wanting to have sex really? And my guess is that it's because you want to experience this glorious, beautiful human expression of being that is so talked up and for good reason. However, many people, including myself, uh, traded in their virginity for sexual expression, um, and weren't so satisfied. And so I think it's really beautiful just acknowledging in this moment that you get to go at this experience of, you know, going into trying, having sex, exploring in that way, really intentionally and consciously, which honestly, I kind of wish I could have. So I just want to start off by really setting that tone and then getting clear on what is the opportunity that comes with sex. And to me, it's to facilitate deeper connections with people and to inspire vulnerability. Being really clear on that why, and then considering what person do you need to become for yourself to attract the most viable potential partners? Because the most viable potential partners for you are probably not going to be just like, I want to have sex to have sex necessarily. Um, so just being curious about that, being curious about the type of relationships that you're curating and opening up with the intention of exploring sexual intimacy and being really clear about where you're coming from as a virgin and what you're desiring, what type of relationship you're desiring as well as you explore your sexual self. That being said, there are also professionals in the space if you're wanting to expedite your uh, sexual liberation and you're wanting to quote unquote, lose that virginity in a, um, what's the word in a way, if, if you're wanting to like make it happen, let's just say, let's just call it like it is. If you're wanting to make it happen and lose your virginity, there's also things such as sexual surrogacy and sex workers. And so that's something to look into as well. Um, I'm all about, I'm very pro sex workers. However, again, being curious about what is your intention and what is the energy of the individual that you are meeting in this way. So let's continue with the live Q&A. 
I'm in a partnership with a man where I feel I am doing a much more emotional labor, having to teach him communication skills and how to be sensitive to my feelings. And as a result, he is being defensive and feels wrong when I make these requests. What should I do? So the first thing that I would recommend that you do in this circumstance is to really consider if you are tolerating or enabling a partnership that really doesn't meet your deepest desires. Do you really feel that this person is going to be able to meet, match you in finding the tools? So to me, it sounds like you're looking for long-term committed partnership. And what I believe is needed for long-term committed partnership is not just love. We think that like all you need is love, but in reality, there are other things that you need. And one of those is a shared vision of your future. And then the second piece is having tools, having the tools to navigate conflict and having the tools is a little bit more flexible because there's also getting the tools. So if you don't have the tools, then it's a willingness to find or invest in the, in finding the tools. And that might mean a therapist, hiring a Tantra coach, such as myself, attending a Tantra retreat, which I host as well. Um, so my, my first question for you in this circumstance would be to consider, is it worth putting all this energy in? Do you guys actually have a shared vision of your future? Is the love there? And then finally, it sounds like you guys don't have the tools, but then getting clear, is he willing to seek out and invest in the resources to find the tools? Right? So that would be my first question. If you're feeling like that's a yes to all of those, then I would consider um, having a conversation around really taking responsibility for yourself and taking accountability too. It's as much you in the circumstance as it is him. And often with women, we can tend to be using subtle control mechanisms or even unconsciously being disrespectful to our partners. And this is something that I've really had a big initiation in with my current partner because I had similar experiences with a past partner who felt like I could be a bit intense with my desires. I really wanted to be communicated to in a certain way. Um, I felt like he wasn't very sensitive to my feelings and the way that I communicated it to him came off a little bit controlling and disrespectful. And I kind of just brushed it off because at the end of the day, he really wasn't my person and it wasn't really worth it for me to figure that out. However, when I got into a relationship with Andrew, who's my fiance, he had similar things to say. And then it became, okay, I've got to get really clear on like, this obviously isn't just him. There's a me piece in it too. And a really valuable resource for me was a book called The Empowered Wife. And I will say, go into it with an open mind. It can have a little bit of a um, more traditional gender role approach. However, you know, at the end of the day, men are men and women are women. And there are some very obvious differences between these two genders. And this book does a really good job of kind of sharing what those are. So I recommend checking out that book, The Empowered Wife as well. Okay. So next question. And if you're you're alive for this uh, this live Q&A, you're welcome to drop a question into the chat box. And uh, as I blow through these questions, I'll go back and look and see what people are asking. So I'm already, I'm actually going to go back and answer some of these now. 
Uh, Ellie asked, hi, do you incorporate traditional Tantra, the spiritual meditative yogic practice in your work? Yes, absolutely. I do. So, uh, I wouldn't even call it traditional Tantra. Traditional Tantra can also be having orgies, to be honest. Um, but what it sounds like you're referring to is a white Tantra. So white Tantra is the more meditative inward solo practice, whereas a red Tantra is the more expressive, feminine, um, partnered practice. Uh, in white Tantra, we're doing a lot more meditation, breath work, yoga, things like that. And I did a month long, um, Tantra yoga training that was specifically focused on white Tantra. And it's a big part of my work. And it's actually, we feel very tempted often to start our journey with Tantra in the red Tantra path, because it's interesting and shining and buzzy and orgasms and pleasure and play parties and all those things. But I think it's really important to have a really solid foundation of white Tantra and having that um, ability to understand your own energy first. And so that's 100% something that I uh, explore very deeply in all of my containers. And I really integrate the white and the red Tantra pretty equally and have this pink Tantra space that I work from. Okay. Another question as someone in a partnership with someone more basic and simple in love and sex, but he's extremely open in Tantra, what would be a beginner practice to really activate, et cetera. Okay. So I actually have a question about this in my uh, notes already that you guys previously submitted. And that is what are some, some Tantra rituals I can do with my partner? So I'm going to just give you guys a couple of resources. First, there is a Tantra date night podcast. It's episode 73 of the talk Tantra to me podcast, which you can find on all the normal streaming platforms. And that will give you lots of amazing ideas. I recommend having a Tantra date night about once a week. And that will give you some like a framework to kind of set up a Tantra date night. And then lots of ideas to kind of differentiate and try different things week to week as well. Uh, I also recommend joining the Tantra Love Retreat. This is a retreat that I host two to three times a year with Justin Gottlieb of Tantra Love Coach. He's amazing. We also have an episode of the podcast where we chat all about what to expect at the Love Retreat. And that is episode 84 of the podcast. The Love Retreat is very beginner friendly, but it really meets you where you're at. So if you are a little bit more advanced on your path as well, uh, It'll be an amazing, super fun, super juicy time. Um, and I and I recommend that as well for, for individuals. Okay, so I'm going to return to my notes here with previously submitted questions. However, for those of you that are popping on just now live, you're welcome to pop a question in the chat box. Okay, take a little, a little break for a sippy sip. Okay, how can I have more penetrative orgasm. Okay. How can you have more penetrative orgasms? There are certain positions that are better for more penetrative orgasms. However, the first thing that I recommend that you do, if you are a woman that is desiring this is to really explore on yourself, to masturbate on yourself with a crystal wand, ideally. And again, I have a partnership with wands W-A-A-N-D-S.com. If you use code Leola, L-E-O-L-A, you get 15% off. If you're wanting to have more penetrative orgasms before really putting all of the weight into partnered practice, my recommendation is to experiment on yourself with a crystal wand. 
and do a sort of yoni mapping or yoni dearmoring practice on yourself. And I have a episode of the podcast all about that. And it is. Hello, lover. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thank you for your patience with this brief interruption as I ask for a quick favor. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective and your reviews also help this podcast become more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to find it and more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. Thank you again. Take these couple of minutes to hit pause, write a quick review, and then let's get back to the episode. Episode 119 is a Yoni Dearmoring and Sacred Spot podcast episode. So if you're wanting to have more penetrative orgasms, get a crystal wand, listen to that episode and see what comes alive for you. Uh, Because there's lots of different internal uh, spots within the pussy that can create a um, penetrative orgasm. Another thing I recommend is instead of putting all of the pressure on having like a G-spot orgasm or an A-spot orgasm or whatever other type of orgasm or cervix orgasm, whatever you're looking at having, instead have a blended orgasm, which means that you are stimulating the clitoris, which is often the most accessible orgasm for women, stimulating the clitoris while you're also stimulating the G-spot or the cervix or another you know, part of your internal mapping that feels really juicy and expansive. And again, try that on yourself. And then I recommend bringing things into your partnership and slowing things down and trying different positions to see what really works for you. Um, oftentimes, you know, putting a pillow underneath the hips for missionary can be a lot more, um, activating for women and having, uh, penetrative orgasms for me. And for a lot of women, uh, cow or kind of sitting astride and riding the cock creates a lot more penetrative orgasm, um, doing things to reach really deep into the cervix like lifting your legs above your head can create more penetrative orgasm with the cervix. So those are my tips for having more penetrative orgasms. Next question, how can I incorporate more energy play in sex? So energy play, uh, the three greatest tools for moving energy in Tantra are sound, breath, and movement. So there's an episode of the podcast, episode 111, that is called Breath, Sound, and Movement. So I definitely recommend listening to that episode if you're wanting to incorporate more energy play. However, the kind of science between this is emotion is energy in motion. And as we're moving energy, breath is really valuable because it is really only happening in the moment of now. So doing things like thinking breath or alternating breath with your can really begin to awaken some of that energy play, uh, incorporating sound. So oftentimes when we are having sex, we tend to contract our voice and be really silent. It comes from that conditioning of like being quiet and I don't want to get caught. But when you allow yourself to moan and groan and cry and really express sound, you're organically going to have more energetic connections with your partner. And that doesn't just go for actually having sex. That goes for like being out in the world and even in foreplay or making out as well. And then the last piece is movement. So, you know, 
allowing your bodies to move together, to rock together. And I, and I recommend again, incorporating this before you even go into having sex. So maybe breathing together, locking eyes with your partner and just rocking and connecting like this be a really great way to open up before having sex with your partner and just to sort of set the tone for a more energetic, connective uh, sexual experience. Okay. Next question. And again, if you are coming in live, you're welcome to drop a question into the chat box. Next one, how to navigate jealousy in open relating and polydynamics. So the first thing that I want to say about jealousy is it's totally normal. It's so normal and it's almost impossible to completely like leave jealousy at the door in open relationships. I've been in many open relationships. Andrew and I are in a monogamish sort of container and yeah, it's like, it doesn't go away. And it's one of those things that you um, get comfortable with the uncomfortable in this. So when you're jealous, my first question for you would be to get really curious about where is it coming from? Where is this jealousy coming from? And so let's say your partner connected with someone else and you're feeling that jealousy. Is it because they crossed a boundary? And if they did, maybe there's some righteousness to that jealousy and you get to have a conversation, your partner and also yourself in like, are you willing to put up with someone crossing the boundary or the agreement that you made within your partnership? Right. On the other, maybe they like completely did nothing wrong and they were totally within the realms of, you know, your agreements and you're still feeling triggered. And again, that's totally normal. It doesn't make it bad or wrong, but there's a moment to get really curious about, well, what is it about the, what what am I making up about this experience that may or may not be true? So for example, I might be jealous that Andrew connected with someone else and I'm making it mean that I'm not worth coming back to, or I'm afraid that he's not going to come back to me. And so maybe what's being activated is a wounded abandonment piece. And I have the opportunity to heal that and to make love to the inner child that's afraid of being abandoned. For example, right? So when you're feeling that jealousy, getting really curious about where is it coming from? And maybe this is an opportunity to change your agreements. Andrew and I went through this recently where I was actually experiencing a lot of jealousy and feeling a little bit rocked by the amount of um, other things that he was having. And we're also getting married next month. And so it just felt right for us to maybe become a little bit less open for a brief period of time. And I definitely recommend having that kind of agreement within your partnership where your partnership is not defined by your relational structure, but you guys get to tap in moment to moment and decide what is most expansive for us in the moment of now. Okay. Next question. How do I heal my relationship to masturbation coming from a religious background that shames it? This is super common and something that I've experienced myself firsthand. Uh, And I just, first, my heart goes out to you in this, in this healing journey. So the first thing that I will say is I have a couple of resources for you. Episodes two and three of this podcast are really about um, the collective sexual trauma and healing collective sexual trauma. So definitely check out those. Um, There's also a free pleasure positive meditation on my website. 
go to the link in my bio here on Instagram and you scroll down, there'll uh, be a link that says free offers. Go there and you can get access to the free pleasure positive meditation which is really the intention of it is to help you rewire your beliefs around pleasure. Can you be sexual and spiritual? Can you be sexual and successful? Like oftentimes we've separated our sexuality so far from our holistic being that doing things like even masturbating can feel like we're doing something wrong and foreign. There's also a sexual shadow work workbook under those free offers that might be a really good um, starting place as well for you. And yeah, I also recommend working with me, um, and having an ally in the space as well. Okay. Next question is semen retention necessary for men? No, it's not. Uh, I have a whole episode of the podcast about this. It's episode 40. Can sexual energy be depleted or wasted? And to give you the TDLR on that one, you know, sexual energy is obviously super regenerative. And, you know, as this came from a man, I'm going to, I'm going to address it from the masculine perspective. So when you come, oftentimes you can't like come immediately again, but you can come again the next day. Right. And so what does that mean? It means that that sexual or that semen is regenerative. Semen or sexual energy is very similar to money, right? It's regenerative. You can always make more money right? But just because you can always make more money doesn't mean that you should just waste it on things you don't need. If you're getting a million dollars in your bank account every day, would you just go to Walmart and much of crap? You would probably invest that money so that it became so much more and more and more. So my suggestion for having ejaculation is to consider how can I invest this, this, um, this semen or how can I invest this pleasure? And I go way more in depth on that conversation in episode 40 of the podcast. So check that out. How can I cultivate a tantric practice if my partner is not interested? For those of you guys that are joining, I'm doing a live Q&A. If you have any questions, pop them in the chat box and I will answer them. Okay. How can I cultivate a tantric practice if my partner is not interested? So... Great question. This is super common. So very often one person discovers Tantra, introduces it to their partner, and their partner is either completely not interested, or in some cases, they're actually a little bit threatened by this new crazy thing called Tantra. And they feel like, I must be doing something wrong sexually if my partner is looking for answers out of our relationship. Just so not the case, as we know. However, I think the first thing to do is be really gentle and patient with your partner. They're probably operating off of condition conditioning that's not theirs. The fear or the resistance is likely coming from, you know, societal conditioning or religious conditioning or trauma, who knows, but being really gentle and opening and loving and allowing them to step into this space at their own pace. Second piece would be to also recognize that prioritizing yourself and your growth is actually prioritizing the relationship and communicating that to them, sharing that I'm actually on this journey for us. I'm on this journey because I want our intimacy. I want our connection. I want our relationship to be the best it can possibly be. And I see this Tantra tool as a way to facilitate that growth for us. And I'm really excited about it. And I'm excited about you joining at your own pace, right? 
then going into it and saying, huh, how can I explore this for myself, for each other? And so I recommend, you know, working with a professional. I recommend listening to the podcast, I recommend reading the books. There's so many resources out there that are really accessible and low cost or even free. So start there, you know, have your solo tantra date nights, live a tantric lifestyle, show your partner how holistic it is. To me, to be, to live tantrically and tantra is a Sanskrit word that means to expand and liberate. So really living a life that's expansive and liberating and showing your partner like, wow, this could be really cool if we were both on this journey together. Like imagine what we could create for ourselves and for the world. So those are my tips for cultivating a tantric practice. If your partner is not interested. Okay. I am out of questions from previously submitted questions I received. If anyone else here on the live would like to ask a question about high vibe relating, uh, spirituality, sexuality, et cetera, please pop it in the chat box and I will answer it here with you live. Any questions from the audience? Just scrolling back through to see if I missed any questions. Yeah, didn't. Got them all. Looks like maybe someone down here. Do you feel any tension when not living tantrically? Like how can people practice like how can people practice kink when they can? I'm a little bit confused by this question. Do you feel any tension when not living tantrically? Okay. So by, I'm going to answer that part. And then there's like a second part that sounds almost like another question, but do you feel any tension when not living tantrically? Yes, actually. When I feel tension, I know that there's very likely I'm actually not living very tantrically. So to live a tantric lifestyle to me is to feel expansion and liberation. So when I'm not feeling liberated, meaning I'm feeling contracted, then it tells me that something is off. Something needs to shift for me. So a big part of the tantra journey is being really in touch with our bodies and our emotions and being self-aware when things are feeling off and to get curious about what isn't working so I can redirect back onto the path of expansion and liberation. So for example, um, a couple months ago, I was feeling very contractive. I was feeling like so abundant is the best way to put it, but abundant, not in a good way, which I know sounds super weird, but I had so much going on. I had so many social obligations and work and like, like my partner and all the time, my partner and like, and all of this stuff flooding in, I was realizing like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm in a golden cage. Like this abundance has become in a golden cage. And what I actually want to feel is prosperity. I don't want abundance. I want prosperity. I want enough of everything. I want to feel like I can relax in it and soften into it. I, I need space for myself. I need more spaciousness. And so what was previously working for me to be on the path for expansion and liberation had suddenly um, a golden cage. And so that's the beauty of 
lifestyle is what's expansive and liberating for you in the moment of now is not always going to be that. So living a tantric lifestyle is being really in touch with what's working, what isn't, and where do I get to redirect to find my North star of expansion and liberation. Okay. And then the second thing that you had said was how people practice kink when they can. I'm not really sure what you mean by that part of the question and feel free to pop in um, a little bit more clarification if you're feeling called, but I'll just speak into kink itself and share that kink is also something that can be super tantric as well. Um, In fact, really exploring the range of humanity, which includes our more primal and even taboo desires It's actually super tantric because tantra is all about making love to all of us, really healing the relationship to our subconscious as well. And so these desires that are more kinky and primal are often really disregarded and we don't welcome that in and and we resist that parts of ourselves. That's that sexual shadow work piece. And again, I have a free sexual shadow work workbook. If you go to the link in my bio here on Instagram, scroll down and you can find that workbook for free. It's a great place to start. Um, And then if you're listening on uh, the podcast after this live, um, you can find it at my website, talktantratumi.com backslash free. Any questions? Robert, I believe Tom is a full life experience and not limited to sexual interactions. Yes, Robert. Sounds like you are turned on by life. And that's a really beautiful thing that I'd love to speak into as well, that, you know, for a lot of people, the gateway into living a tantric lifestyle is sex and sex tricks. It was for me. Um, however, what tends to happen is that once you heal your relationship to sexual energy, you heal your relationship to like a lot of things in your life. This is the energy, sexual energy, life force energy. Kundalini is the energy that into this world. And it brought all of us into this world. So when we heal our relationship to that, our whole life gets to change. And we really start to recognize that this energy isn't just touching these super intimate moments of intercourse. This aliveness is in every moment of our lives. And we begin to make love to every moment of our, in every moment of our lives and everything in our lives, even like pain and suffering, dense death, like that begins to become a experience of alchemy and turn on. When my dog died recently, it was like the grief was so intense and insane. But at the same time, I was like the depth that I'm feeling this pain is showing me how alive I am and how deeply I've loved, you know, taking the time to eat our food slowly, to enjoy a nice walk, making love to each moment. That's really what Tantra is about to me. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Bobby had said a kink party on Sunday and a grocery store trip on Monday. Love aspects of that. Don't you? It's like the divine dichotomy of life to live in the both. And Andrew and I talk about this all the time about how like, we'll like be having, like, we'll be hosting a play party one day. And then the next day we're like doing like, I don't know, like financial planning. And it's like, fuck, like our lives is like, our lives are so full range. We have a full range life 
And that's another thing that I love about living a tantric lifestyle is that it's like, there's no right or wrong. It's all allowed. It's just like whatever feels most expansive and liberating for you. Bobby also said he was initially lured in by the sex and stayed for the whole life transformation. Samesies, samesies, samesies. Okay, cool. I feel like we're naturally coming to a really beautiful and organic close. I want to thank all of you guys for popping on for this live Q&A. It was such a joy to you know, answer your questions. The live Q&A will live on my Instagram wall, but it will also go onto the podcast, which you can find on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And there's also just a ton of other free, amazing info and episodes of that podcast that I recommend you guys check out for further, further, you know, tantrika goodness. Um, Yeah. You guys have a sexy and spiritual day and I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to me. If you're working with me one-on-one or in a group setting, check out my website. Uh, There's a little work with tab. I do one-on-one virtual mentor as well as business mentorships. If you're wanting to step into your purpose, um, I love, love, love working with people on that. And I also have a few retreats coming up. The Tantra love retreat is so yummy and is such a good value for getting like a really holistic tantric experience in community. And I have the Tantric Muse coming up, which is just for women and is all about really stepping into your full fuck yes life and just being an inspiration and evidence for what's possible and being turned on by life. So thank you guys again. I appreciate you all so, so much. I love this community. I love you all. Have a sexy and spiritual day and we'll catch you next week. Ta-ta. Mwah.